Welcome back to another episode of the Find Your Positivity podcast. This is episode 10. So we are definitely moving and grooving. So this episode, we're going to touch on credit. So we're just going to continue on with this financial series and, you know, just kind of build some financial wealth. Just stick to that road of financial freedom, right? So this episode, we will dive into building credit. I'm also going to kind of touch on some different credit criteria and some different credit scores that are out there. There's multiple ways that lenders look at your credit, but I'll touch on the two most important ones. So just stay tuned and listen for that. And we're also just going to talk about how to build credit. So I'm going to give you some tips for that. Yeah. So we're just staying on this road of building financial freedom and just touching on these hot topics. I think it's a really good time. So current events most of you know by now that Elon Musk has put up $44 billion to buy Twitter, which kind of has people in an uproar. I'm actually really curious what he's going to do with the platform, what plans he may have. He's really big on free speech, and I know he wants to continue to be an advocate for that. So I'm just super curious of what the next steps are. For those who don't know, Elon Musk owns Tesla. Uh, he's a big deal. So... Yeah, so that's what's happening, and we're going to see how that plays out. So now is a good as time as any to make sure that your finances are in order, or at least taking steps to get on track with your finances. And I kind of always tell my clients, it just takes one step, which that's for anything, right? You know, it just takes you making a budget, planning a budget, you actually looking at your finances and determining Am I staying within my financial means? Am I living outside of my financial means? Where am I financially? So if you're just spending money willy-nilly and you haven't really tracked your finances to see, oh, you know, am I saving? Am I, you know, am I benefiting in any way when it comes to my finances? You should always, I would say every quarter, and this is coming from someone who has been in the financial world for over a decade, but I'm really big on finances. So I usually will do a quarterly budget. I also keep track of my expenses and, you know, I just know what's coming in and out of my account. If I have any extra income, then that is considered extra. I will put it into my HSA or I will put it into my Roth IRA. So it just kind of depends, but I'm very aware of my finances and I also have several side hustles. So I always have extra money coming in. So even though my budget I have my incoming income as at my nine to five. Everything else is just extra. So I'll put extra money towards, again, towards my HSA or my Roth IRA. And I also have a dedicated amount that goes to a savings account. So all of those things, again, but this is coming from a financial person. So this is my world and I I really like it. (laughs) I'm really good with numbers and I'm really into staying on my budget. So um, anywho, back to the podcast. So yeah, so Elon Musk just placed a bid to buy Twitter again, $44 billion. This is kind of interesting to me. I, again, I want to see how it all plays out, what his plans are for this. And it just, to me, it kind of just screams at the world to make sure your money is in order, you know, to have someone like Elon Musk just kind of put that out there that he wants to buy Twitter for 44 billion. You know, this is a man that's really good with his finances and he's aware of his finances. So 
it always just screams at me to just triple check that my finances are in order. So I very much like to be that person that if I'm making a big purchase, then I want to be comfortable with paying for that purchase in cash. So for instance, not to compare myself to Elon Musk, but I'm going to do it. So for instance, say if I wanted to buy a new car, which I'm looking for a second vehicle, an SUV, I want to just pay cash for my SUV and I want it to be, you know, certain things, certain criteria I'm trying to hit. Um, My credit is good. So, you know, I just don't want to have to have another car loan. So for me, I really want to just pay cash for it. So when I saw Elon Musk just put a bid for Twitter, it was kind of inspirational for me and it was motivating. And I think that takes a lot of confidence just to put something like that out there. Twitter just accepted. And I'm sure, you know, everything is in quote unquote negotiations and they're, you know, making all of those things legal and precise. But I just really admired that. And I thought it was motivational and inspirational. You know, I really, really admire that. So again, it just had me going back and triple checking my finances and really checking my kind of ins and outs and, you know, just looking at everything, seeing what I could get rid of. And it it motivates me to make a new budget and just kind of stick to my financial freedom journey. So maybe for some of you, hopefully it was inspirational as well. I found it just so interesting and I was super inspired. So all of that being said, let me go ahead and introduce myself. I have been rambling. I am Danielle. I am a wellness and financial coach. I have been in the financial world for over a decade. So I have a ton of experience with that. I have started this coaching business, which has been very, very successful. I'm here just as a friend, confidant, accountability partner. So on this podcast, we dig and dive deep and we try to find the positivity in every situation. And we just focus on healing, mindfulness, and awareness. So as a wellness and financial coach, I specialize in time management and lifestyle changes, of course, finances. The wellness is very heavy on self-esteem, self-confidence, self-healing. So I definitely give you tips and tricks that I have used throughout my life to heal and just what I've learned. And it's been very, very helpful and very successful for a lot of my clients. So if you're in need of coaching and you would like to book a service, feel free to visit my website. It's coachdanielle.com slash booking, or just feel free to visit my social media. I am on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Pinterest. You can reach out and, you know, if you have questions, just ask. It never hurts to ask a question. As a coach, I really hope to find a good match as far as a client. So I introduce a intro coaching session in the beginning. So before we even have a session, we will have an intro session to make sure that I am the coach for you and you are a client that is for me because you want to make sure that everything is a good match. So if you're looking for someone that's more so heavier into focusing on fitness and maybe giving you a, you know, an eating plan or a fitness regimen, then I would not be the coach for you because I am very, very heavy into finances. And again, wellness from my side, it's focused on self-confidence and again, self-healing and self-esteem and just helping to build you up 
internally. So again, I just make sure that we're a good fit for each other. So if you're interested, please feel free to check it out. Again, it never hurts to send an email, ask a question, and we can definitely just have a little discussion beforehand. So let's go ahead and get into the episode. I have to ask, I will ask every episode, how is everyone doing? Again, there's a lot going on in the world. I was just talking to a friend about the food shortages and how much everything is increasing with this inflation, the price of cars, the price of homes, everything is just increasing. And Even though like from what I've seen in my state, which I am in Texas, I'm in the States. I think I have a lot of listeners that are across the globe, but I'm in the United States and I live in Dallas, Texas. So I've seen a huge increase in homes, the price of homes, the price of cars and food is very much increasing. Not to mention gas. Of course, gas is it's pricey. Okay. Um, But yeah, that's just what we're dealing with. And they've increased minimum wage like for a lot of businesses. I think from what I see now, like most businesses will start you at about 14 or 15, which, you know, depending on your situation, if you've been at a job for six, seven years, and maybe you're barely making that, would you quit your current job that you've invested in so much, so much job security, right? Would you quit that job and go to McDonald's or Sonic or, you know, whatever place and, you know, just make the 15 an hour? There's a lot of room for discussion, I would think. Um, There's a lot going on in these workplaces, especially COVID is still happening, like COVID is still active. So you do have some businesses that are not wanting to implement a work from home strategy. So it's, it's just a lot of things to think about right now. The climate is very, it's weird. It's weird and interesting. So you definitely need to be aware of your finances at this moment. You should be aware of how much income you're bringing in. If you know how much you are bringing in and say there is a job that's out there starting at like 19 or $20 an hour and you only make 15, if you're looking at your finances, you're looking at your career, you know, it's just something to be aware of with these finances. It can, I do think it can make you or break you as far as like how you're living and are you meeting the bare minimum of your lifestyle? So just food for thought, something to think about. Again, so this episode is centered around building credit, all things credit. So let me go ahead and get into that. First, let me give you just some background on credit, credit criteria. So we're going to start with three nationwide credit reporting agencies, the CRAs, which is going to be the Equifax, Experian, and the TransUnion. All of them are similar, but they calculate your credit differently. So if you go to check your TransUnion, it may be a different score from your Experian and your Equifax as well. So that is something to be aware of. So let's go a step further. So you also have the FICO score and the Vantage score. Again, both are very similar, but how they weigh your credit is different. Some factors will weigh a lot heavier for each scoring model. One of the most important factors, of course, is going to be payment history. That's at the top um, for both scoring models. So that is something to very much pay attention to. As far as the range, when it comes to the scoring, it ranges from 300 to 850. Now with each scoring model, they may put you in different placements as far as excellent, good, fair, poor, very poor. So depending on what your score is, you could fall in a different range for each model. 
So I did do a little research and the average score in the U.S. for the Vantage score model is a 698, which falls into the range of good, which that's very good. That's very awesome. Again, each scoring model, it's it's going to be different on based on the factors that they're looking at, what are most important on their list, and then also the range. So again, if it's excellent, good, fair, poor, very poor. So it's going to be different for each model. So something to be aware of. So let's go ahead and get into how to build credit. So the number one tip that I have is to make sure that you are paying your debt on time. So make sure you are paying that credit card, that loan. I know that some debts will give you a grace period. I don't think all credit cards are like that, but I think for maybe like a car loan or maybe a mortgage, you may have a grace period, but for a credit card or a line of credit, you may not. So payment history is number one for both the FICO and the Vantage score model. That's the most influential thing on the list. As you have that payment history, they want to look at how many times have you been more than 30 days late? How many times have you been 60 days late? They're going to look at that. How many times have you been delinquent on that debt? They look at that. That is very, very, very important. So if you do have a grace period on some items, make sure you're not exceeding that grace period because anything that's 30 days or more, that's a red mark on your credit. So again, make sure you're paying everything on time. Tip number two, you need to review your credit report. This is very important. They have several different companies out there now that will monitor your credit. If you do have a credit card, they do have programs and products that will monitor your credit. You can go to freeannualcreditreport.com. I don't know if you guys remember that commercial. If you use Credit Karma, Credit Sesame is another one that's out there. But you should be at least looking at your credit report at least once a year. And you want to do that so you can find any mistakes, so you can make sure that anything that's incorrect, you can correct it or you can dispute it, which I'll get into that a little bit later. So when I say checking your credit report, I'm not just saying look at your scores because that's great to know your scores, but I want you to look at the full report and take a look at any remarks that may be on your credit. They also list the addresses that are there for you. You need to, again, look at that at least once a year to make sure everything is accurate. Because if it's not, then you need to take care of disputing that. Because a credit lender isn't going to provide the report to you and you know do that back work for you. If there's something that's incorrect that needs to be corrected, you have to do your due diligence and make sure that it's taken off your credit send a letter to that entity if something is incorrect so you can get things disputed. It's very important, especially when you're, you know, applying for things and they start denying you because of remarks or because of questionable things that you have on your credit. So you need to be aware of what's on that report. So let's go back over this. So one would be pay on time because you want to make sure that you're not late. Anything that's 30 days or more is going to be a, a remark on your credit. Number two, you want to review your credit report at least once a year. And you want to do that to find any mistakes and make sure everything is correct. Number three, you want to keep your usage below 30%. With both scoring models, they're looking at the amount owed. So if you have a credit limit of 5,000 and you're at 4,900, you're way over that 30% that they're looking for. 
and you're very close to your max. So you don't have a lot of credit, you know, to borrow. You don't have very much credit to do anything. So they're looking at that because you're not taking care of your debt. You're not good with your debt. So why would someone want to give you more money if you're not managing that current debt well? Okay. So a good rule of thumb, keep it below 30%. So if you are paying something, you have a hundred dollar limit and you just spent $99, pay 70% of that. So you can keep it below the 30%. And that's going to be good because as you get up and you get higher and you get more and more credit that's owed, it brings down your credit score. So depending on the amount that's owed, it could really, really hurt your score a lot. So you want to make sure that you're managing that debt well. Again, that's very high on the list for the FICO score and the Vantage score. That's looks like it's about the second item. Yeah, second item on the list. So that's very, very high on the list. So you want to make sure that you are managing that debt well. So let's go over the tips again. So number one, make sure that you're paying your debt on time. Number two, you want to review your credit report at least once a year. Okay. And number three, keep your usage below 30%. Number four, you want to dispute any errors. So if you do monitor your credit report at least once a year, as mentioned, so you see something that is a little out of whack, it doesn't look familiar, you can dispute it. And if you dispute it and it's incorrect, that credit lender will take it off of your credit report. And you know what? It's probably going to make your score go up. So you want to be sure that if there's any collection items, you want to look at the amount, you want to look at the collection agency, you want to be aware of all of those things. If you do find something that's incorrect, again, I would try to dispute it to get it off of your credit. If the credit reporting agency does decide that it is some incorrect data, it will remove it from your credit report and get everything updated. They do investigate it to make sure that it is accurate. And then again, they update your credit report. So you do want to make sure that all of that information listed is accurate. As for submitting the dispute, you can usually submit it online within the credit reporting agency. And I know other credit monitoring programs, they will offer a way to dispute it within their setup as well. For instance, Credit Karma, if you do see something that's inaccurate, you can dispute it within Credit Karma. And usually they will update you if it's something that needs to be corrected or if it is accurate. So I really do like Credit Karma. What I'll do, I'll leave a link for this podcast in the description, I'll leave a link for Credit Karma if you guys would like to go ahead and sign up for that. I use Credit Karma and I got to be honest, it's not 100% accurate as far as my credit scores, but it does give me a way to look at my credit report. So just feel free to take advantage of those, those free avenues that's out there to review your credit, especially if you don't have to pay anything. I think that's always a beneficial thing. Okay. So let's go over these tips again. So number one, you want to make sure that you pay on time. You want to make sure that you review your credit report at least once a year, okay? Number three, you wanna make sure you keep your usage below 30%. Number four, dispute any errors or inaccuracies. So number five is going to be ask for a limit increase. So if you've had that credit for a good bit of time, for instance, we'll just say a credit card, maybe you've had it, I'm gonna say at least six months, and you've been working on your credit, you make sure you keep your usage below 30%, you always pay on time, you can definitely reach out to that bank and ask for a limit increase. Usually they just do a soft pull on your credit. And if you qualify, if you're approved, I think they'll ask for your income just to verify that 
you know, everything is still good. Or if you've had an increase, if you had an increase, then that's amazing. But they will look at that and then they'll usually give you a decision pretty quickly. So it never hurts to ask, especially if you have a good history, then I would definitely look into doing that. Make sure that you are, again, paying on time. You have never been late and you usually keep your usage below 30%. Now, if there are some instances where you did get over the 30%, but you made sure to maybe pay it off or you know just pay it down, I would still ask for the increase. And what that's going to do is that is going to increase your credit limit. So it means the amount that you owe is less in regards to your credit usage. So this is a big plus if you're looking, you know, if lenders are looking at your credit report. So this is, again, something to be mindful of. I would give it about six months. You know, again, I've been in finances over 10 years. So usually at about six months, they're willing to increase that credit line for you. If you have been very good with it, if you have not, you may not get that increase. So another good rule of thumb is if you have a secured card and you've been good for about six months to a year, usually you can ask for an increase and it, it will be granted if you've been good with that credit. And I'll go even further to say my number one secured card that I would recommend, I'm actually going to leave the link in the bio so you can apply if you, you're working on building your credit and you need to start with something that's more secured and you don't think you'll be approved for just a regular credit card. I'm going to leave a link for it. You can also visit my Instagram for the link. It's my number one pick. I wouldn't choose anything else. It's number one. When I was working on building my credit, because I haven't always been financially sound when I began my financial freedom journey and my credit score was like a 550, I had to start from the bottom, you know, as we all have to do. And I had to learn about credit and then I got into finances and I landed my job and I've just been here ever since. And I started with a secured card and over about a year I was upgraded to, you know, just a regular card. And again, visit my link in the description, visit my link in my bio and you can go ahead and check this out. Again, it's worth it, especially if you're working to build your credit. It is a credit builder secured card, right? So if, again, if you know that your credit isn't where it should be and you're working on a lot of things, this could be an option for you. And usually a secured card, you'll have a lower limit and you may actually have to put a little bit down, maybe like 50 bucks or so, which it depends on your credit. How is your credit looking? What's the range, you know, which again, you should be having some kind of idea of what your credit score is and you should be looking at that report. I'm going to leave links for um, Credit Karma as well in the description, but definitely take all of this into consideration. I'm going to go over these tips one more time. So number one, make sure that you are paying your debt on time. I know that some lenders will provide a grace period such as your car or your mortgage. You may have like a 15 day grace period, but with a credit card, usually that's not provided. So if you don't pay on time, they'll probably charge you a late fee depending on the type of car that you have. Anything that's 30 days or more, that is a remark on your credit. So you want to make sure that you pay on time. Okay. Just pay on the due date and not after. <laughs> Number two, you want to review your credit report at least once a year. You don't have to look at it all the time, at least once a year to make sure there's not any discrepancies or inaccuracies. Okay. Number three, keep your usage below 30%. If you do happen to 
and get over that 30%, then make sure you work on paying that down. I would also recommend paying more than a minimum each month, especially if you have a card that charges interest because you want to make sure you're paying enough to take care of the interest as well. I did talk about that in the previous podcast, so make sure you check that out. Number four, dispute any error. So if you are checking your credit report at least once a year, you can determine those inaccuracies and you can follow dispute. Again, if you're signed up for any credit monitoring programs, you can usually dispute it there. Again, Credit Karma, you can dispute it, or you can go directly to the CRAs and follow dispute online. I think you can also mail a letter in the mail and you can give them a call. They're usually really nice. I know Experian, they're based here in Allen, Texas, which is, again, it's here in Dallas. They're usually really nice. They're very friendly. And then for number five, ask for a credit limit increase. So if you had that card for at least six months to a year, you've making sure that you did what you needed to do as far as paying on time and making sure you're not exceeding your credit limit or you're not keeping a very high balance, it's very much worth it to apply for a limit increase. Because again, the credit models are looking at how much debt is owed. How much do you have available to you? How much is being used? They're looking at that. That's very, very high on the list. So if you get an increase, that means that you have more credit available and you owe less, right? Compared to that credit usage. So that's very, very good thing. Again, I mentioned the secured card. I'm going to leave a link for that in my bio on Instagram, and I'm also going to leave a link in the description. So definitely check that out. That's going to bring us to the end of the podcast. I know this one was a little long because I did get a little chatty, but hopefully this has been very helpful. Again, we're working to build credit and be financially free and just be more sound with our money, be more confident about the money that we do bring in and understand your present lifestyle. So you want to be sure you're not living outside of your means and you're living within your scope, right? So if you only make about 60,000 a year, then you shouldn't be spending 75,000 a year. That's what I want you to look at. So you just break it down and just make sure you're living within your paycheck. And if you are, then maybe you need to get another job or you need to start bringing in extra income. It's always great to have side hustles. I have many side hustles. I will always have side hustles. I think all of us should have multiple forms of income and not be dependent upon one job or be dependent upon just one income in a household. Because if push comes to shove and something happens to that one income that's coming in, then you would definitely be SOL. So you just need to make sure that you have, I would recommend different forms of income, just a little side hustle to bring in, you know, a little bit. Um, But again, I've been very chatty (laughs) on this podcast. I don't know why. So make sure that you follow me on all of social media. I am Coach Danielle. So you can follow me on Insta. You can follow me on TikTok. You can follow me on Twitter. And it is C-O-A-C-H-D-A-N-Y-E-L-L, Coach Danielle. So make sure you just check out everything. I also want to mention that I did just publish a book. It is available on Amazon. It's called A Conversation with Time. So so it is an ebook. You can definitely check it out. It's just about a meditation slash vision that I have. And I had a conversation with time. And 
I thought it was really cool and I, I just wanted to go ahead and post it. It's just a short story, just an ebook. So go ahead and check that out again. It's on Amazon or you can go to my website, coachdaniel.com slash products, and it is available there. So don't forget to tune in on every Tuesday and Thursday. I usually upload a blog post as well as the podcast. So the blog post will be a shorthand of the podcast, just giving you the high notes and it gets straight to the point. So if you just want a quick read, I think it's usually about three minutes or so. You can definitely check that out. Go to coachdaniel.com slash blog. And if you're checking out the podcast, you can find me on Spotify, Amazon Music, Anchor. I am also on Google Podcast, so many things. I am on SoundCloud. Just Google me. I think you'll find a lot of things out there. Um, you can also just go to my Instagram and just click the link in the bio and you can play it from there, which that's really cool. I think it makes it easy. Again, so just check that out on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I also have merch available. It's Need Love merch and it's so cute. So you can visit my product page on my website and you can see the merchandise there. Again, so cute. I do have sweatshirts. I have mugs. I have um, journals available. So if you like things like that, go ahead and check it out. I think that's going to be it. I know I did a lot of plugging at the end. I've been very chatty this podcast, but hopefully, you know, these tips are really helpful. Again, let's just work on being financially free. I go back to Elon Musk and I'm like, to be able to just up and say, I want to buy Twitter for $44 billion, I would love to do something like that. Maybe not on that scale. Who knows what God has in store for everyone. But just to be able to say, oh, I want to buy that and not have to think about, do I have the funds for that? Or do I make enough for that? That's what I want to work toward is being financially free, financial freedom. So Thanks everyone for tuning in, sending all of you so much positivity, love and light, peace.